0: Hello and welcome to Affliction Surecoded, a podcast where we code some of the world's so-called afflictions and rate their plausibility on a scale of 1 to 5. I'm Minnie Kim, and today we will be surecoding language. I'm bilingual, and I'm also close to trilingual, but I'm not so fluent in French right now, so I'm still working on that. Like, I'm, I can talk the basics, but... I would prefer to not set the bar so high. And language has always just been my thing, learning English pretty early in life. But my mother tongue has always been Korean. I only started using English on a daily basis as I attended international school from an early age. And that's a privilege that most people do not have, and I'm incredibly grateful for it. That's why I found it my duty to share this knowledge to other more younger kids around town. And I'm not here to criticize language. I think language tells a lot about the country's history and culture. For example, in South Korea, we have honorifics heavily ingrained in our language, which basically delineates our somewhat Confucianism society, and that is lessened over time, but it's still very much existent. And you'll notice that when you visit here sometime. And the language itself called Hangul, um, it roots back to like years ago when Korea was still a monarchy and King Sejong, which is basically, I want to say celebrity because it seems too modern, but he's basically the holy grail of the Korean language. And he made it so that like servants or people in the lower classes wouldn't have to rely on the Chinese language anymore because it was pretty difficult for people to learn and ordinary citizens just didn't have time to get the kind of education that higher classes could obtain. And Korean is considered to be pretty intuitive. Like they use phonetics and like mouthing and whatnot. And you can do further research on that. While of course, as you go to more advanced levels it becomes quite complicated and i like to think that all the letters like i say letters but it isn't actually letters it's quote unquote letters are in the shape of how it looks like your mouth basically and like this isn't a podcast to teach korean but these days korean has become pretty popular so i'm sure you can video find videos of that somewhere else with that said because people are only so familiar to their mother tongue, our school has this English policy in which teachers have the right to take off points or send us to the principal if we have like a certain number of strikes, uh, where if we don't speak English. And this is when I learned to familiarize myself more with English. And after a few years, English was just more comfortable for me which at the time made me feel proud. But now that I know, I'll never be able to catch up with those whose mother tongue is English from the very, very beginning. And I'm starting to learn that a lot more. So I've never visited like England, the US, Australia, but I know that those people like who are actually native to the language are much better than me, even though like no matter how many years I'll study it. So yeah, that's that. So the conclusion is surroundings determine a lot about your language and how proficient and competent you are at it, especially over time. This brings me to the second thing about language, testing. If you're planning to go to a university in the States or you already have attended it, you probably heard of the SATs or ACTs. It's a standardized testing methods that schools use to evaluate academic prowess or something. It recently went not that prevalent because of COVID-19. Like people were having a lot of trouble getting access to those tests. Um, So... I understand why schools would want to make it test optional, but that era is kind of ending nowadays because like schools are realizing that maybe they need the SATs to properly assess a student. I know that MIT got rid of its test optional policy, but I don't like I need I also need to check up on that. Not sure if they went completely test mandatory or back to normal. And they both have English sections, the SATs and SATs, that once again assess almost everything. Your vocab, grammar, analysis, like you name an academic feature regarding English language, they probably test it. And I think it's pretty interesting. I personally like the test, but that's coming from a freshman. I haven't even taken the PSATs yet. And some people say that tests aren't everything, which is definitely true and some say that one test cannot be accurate cannot be an accurate representation of your intellectual ability or your prowess I know that the SATs are a really stressful thing for some people like Like, my sister is a junior and I kind of see the pain nowadays I I think I kind of know what people may be going through but that's coming from a freshman again so you can't take my word so take it with a grain of salt and i know that the sat's don't include your leadership skills like i don't think a test like a written test can actually properly assess your leadership skills and also, the people who just don't do well in tests, but are actually really qualified cannot get admitted because they don't meet the minimum score or the expected score, which is like of a higher standard when you go to top tier colleges in the United States. And I'm not going to talk about now how I disagree or agree with some of them. But that's that, like, I think that the SATs or ACTs have its benefits and i think it has its disadvantages but by the time i'm applying to college i don't think i can rely on the test optional policy anymore so i should probably better get studying by myself a more year i realized some time ago that language differs by your socioeconomic background oftentimes this isn't as common in south korea except for dialects which is ...a very prevalent thing, especially where I live in Jeju, like they all have specific accents like Busan, Seoul, it's all different and most people can distinguish between them. But I'm not talking necessarily about the accents. It's about the way you use or craft your sentences, slang words, things that are appropriate for your community, for example academic language or cultural language even I'm not going to name any groups but that disparity is definitely there and maybe I'm wrong to call it a disparity I think it all shows their charms in some way or another but I'm sure that when you talk to different people I'm sure you felt it once in your life and I've noticed in certain books certain movies certain tv shows because again i'm not not talking with much experience and you can call me callow but people often mock you based upon that and the vernacular for certain communities are sometimes a sign of poor education to other communities and language can tell a lot about you as a person but it tells more about your everyday interactions your social connections and hence, the state of society you live in. Perhaps that's a good thing, perhaps it's not, but I know that reputation and prior conception can prevail, so I can see why it's a bad thing. I recently heard a speech given by someone around my age about how language was kind of dying nowadays. We all have those one or two dead languages. I honestly love learning about them, but I know that a lot of people just can't care to get a second or third language. Yeah, maybe that's the reason why. But she also talks about how we're familiar, we're desensitizing us to way more swear words, like we're teaching them to kids that are 8 years old, 9 years old, 10 years old, which I didn't, I actually don't remember if I knew those swear words by them, but I knew that they were a bad thing, and I felt wrong saying them which isn't really true nowadays where every single sentence that my classmates say in Korean often have a swear word in them and I've become so desensitized to it that it's just become normal like if I hear someone say a swear word in a movie that's that's normal language to me and Perhaps that's the downfall of how we can call language a beautiful thing, a, a representation rep- of culture. Uh, not sure how I can fix that, and not sure if that's even necessarily a bad thing. Like swear words only have meaning if we put meaning in them, and the problem is they do put, they do still have meaning, and we can't get rid of that. That's. A problem up to everyone's interpretation, but I just heard the speech and I thought, like, maybe this was why we're becoming way more violent. We're showing trends of becoming more violent as a society as a whole. Social media probably has something to do with it, but other than that, perhaps it's just language and the way we express ourselves nowadays. But still, I need to beg the question of why should we care i mean i care but why should you all care i love all the languages i speak i only started learning french because i was inspired by france itself i was inspired by the country not the language itself although people do say that french is a very lovely language and i had that preconception and that led me to love the language as well Knowing that when I was proficient enough, I could read masterpieces like Candide or L'Optimisme is in the language that it was actually written in, French, it excited me. And that was what, it, what led me to learn French, although it wasn't even offered in my high school. For all of its downfalls, I can't help but think that language is beautiful and how beautiful it is to learn one. Knowing other languages helps you connect with perhaps millions of other people. It is a step out of your box into a world of strenuous work and learning. So if you have the chance, learn a new language or master the language you're the most comfortable with. There's simply no other way to mitigate languages' harms, but there is simply no way to put its benefits down as well. To me... That is enough, and I hope it is enough for you too. I give the share coding of language a four. This podcast was written and produced by me, Mini Kim. If you have any comments or reviews, feel free to write any and all thoughts on your podcast reviews. If you would like to suggest an affliction for me to share code, please email me via afflictionsharecoded at gmail.com. What are some of your favorite languages, or what are some of the languages that you speak? Live and learn, I guess. Okay, have a good one, everybody.